Hey, welcome to Space Gab. This is Mike Coletta. It's the 26th of August, 2022. Space Gab can be heard at www.spacegabpodcast.com. This is episode 196. Well, I guess the Boeing Starliner has possibly a launch date for their first piloted demo. So, um, Spaceflight Now says NASA and Boeing have penciled in a launch date in February for the first piloted test flight of the Starliner commercial crew capsule, allowing time to implement fixes after an unpiloted demo to the International Space Station earlier this year. So, pretty exciting. So, uh, get that Starliner going. Oh, yes, indeed. We'll have the, uh, the Dragon, the Crew Dragon, the uh, Cargo Dragon. And once this is all up and running and uh, the demos go all well and uh, it gets authorized for flight, we will have the Boeing Starliner going up to the International Space Station. This is good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Well, you know, the space launch system, Artemis 1 rocket, is going to be launching here in less than a week. It's scheduled to launch. And I guess today there was a little bit of a scare. They've got it out at the pad, as I uh, talked about last week. And they're actually, you know, preparing for the launch, doing uh, different uh, tasks that they need to do prior to the launch. And they are reporting those on social media and elsewhere. But I guess today they shared a video and some still photos of a funnel cloud. And they're saying that it was not too far from where the Artemis 1 rocket is at uh, Launch Complex 39B. I do have some uh, links on my Twitter feed where everything I talk about in the podcast and more is on my Twitter feed, and you can see the article in, in its entirety rather than just me going over the uh, synopsis of the article. But, uh, yeah, that Twitter feed is twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta, M-I-K-E, underscore C-O-L-E-T-T-A. And you can see the uh, videos and the still shots of this funnel cloud. Another one I have a link to shows the um, funnel cloud near the vehicle assembly building. And that one's a little bit further shot, but the other ones are kind of close up. So, hey, you know, you don't want something like this to happen after all this time. And uh, the Space Launch System rockets uh, program, you know, sitting out there on the pad and a funnel cloud come and, and, and take it out. <laughs> so you don't want the launch uh, sideways. You want the launch to go straight up. Okay, um, so hopefully all is well. But, yeah, they shared this. A lot of people responded on the social media talking about, you know, giving comments and replies about this. But, uh, yeah, go check it out. So I guess it lo- it's all clear now. But, uh, yeah, that was um, something you don't want to see happen. Well, I guess SpaceX and T-Mobile are partnering for direct-to-cell phone Satellite service. This is from uh, spacenews.com. T-Mobile announced plans August 25th to use SpaceX's Starlink broadband satellites next year to bring connectivity to phones beyond the reach of its cell towers in the United States. Upgraded Starlink satellites would connect directly to standard cell phones under a technology partnership that aims to bring services to mobile 
dead zones across the country. I was reading the article, and you can look at this article in its entirety on a link I have on the Twitter feed. But um, yeah, they were talking about uh, the uh, size of these satellites. I guess they're called Starlink V2 version 2. Um, it's gonna pretty pretty big, I guess, and they're talking about maybe uh, doing these uh, on Starship. So, um, but they did. I, they, I did see in one of the articles them talking about a a downsized uh, version um, of this uh, satellite. Like here in the article it says, Starlink V2 satellites are too big to fit on a Falcon 9 that SpaceX has been using to launch its current generation Starlinks. Uh, SpaceX CEO Elon Musk said, and need the super heavy lift Starship vehicle in it is developing to get to low orbit. So pretty interesting. Yeah, I know um, I have T-Mobile, uh, and we do have some dead zones. And um, well, this would be nice, you know, to, I mean, to be able to use your standard uh, phone that you've got now with T-Mobile and uh, be able to get connectivity with a Starlink satellite. I never, never thought this was going to be happening, but uh, really cool. So if you'd like to read that article in its entirety, Go to my Twitter feed and click on the link. CNSA Watcher uh, tweets out that CASC's suborbital VTHL vehicle completed another test flight on August 26th. Um, and they have a little source link here. You could read about that. But it's got a nice graphic showing the uh, suborbital vehicle uh, in, you know, takeoff mode and then, you know, I guess it's basically uh, flying, well, suborbital, <laughs> so and then landing. But yeah, they're doing some testing here. They don't share a lot of information on something like this, but uh, they have uh, shared some. And I think we've talked about this in the podcast previously uh, during the uh, another f- test flight that they did have uh, of this suborbital vehicle or a version of it. But yeah, so they are um, kicking butt uh, in their program of. Uh, you know, their space program, as we've talked about many times. And uh, we're not the only one talking about this and, and watching. <laughs> I'll tell you, the authorities, the higher-ups, are watching these uh, China's space program very carefully, let me assure you. But, yeah, so this is just another one of their um, uh, vehicles that they're testing out. And uh, I talked last week, I ca- talked about their little uh, space plane and that it was so very X-37B-like. And uh, if you didn't hear that podcast, you can go back to last week's and listen to that story about their space plane, uh, which is another uh, vehicle that they're, that's in their test, uh, you know, their test realm right now. Uh, unknown what it's doing, uh, just like this one, unknown what it's doing or what it's uh, capable of doing. But yeah, we I follow what I can and share the uh, anything about the China's space program. And uh, others are doing the same. Well, yesterday I was out fishing, as I do pretty much every day, and I've talked about this in the past. But lo and behold, I'm, I'm out there fishing, and all of a sudden, this water spout forms in the middle of the pond. Up went the water really quick. Um, I didn't have much time. I, I was mid-cast, and I kind of had to reel my lure in real quick and then grab my phone. And I did get uh, a short video of the water spout, and I did share it on the Twitter feed. You could go check it out. But um, someone contacted me and says, hey, this looks more like a, a dust devil uh, that's over water, which is a lot more rare. And uh, so I did, you know, share that information, too. But, yeah, pretty cool. I'm telling you, the geese, you can, I did some uh, still shots, uh, screenshots from the video. And the geese, man, they were 
flying away from this thing as it was approaching them. But yeah, I mean, it came upon the shore and you know blew the the, the dust around, and I called it a little uh, mini tsunami. Waves started crashing on the floor on the on the shore. But uh, yeah, really cool. At first, I just thought it was a water spout. I guess it turns out to be a a dust devil over the water. But it was very prominent, and it was a real surprise to me. And nobody in the community has seen this happen. I do share it on, uh, we have a Facebook page for our little community here, and I share it, you know, that plus a lot of other things. I kind of talked about that last week on the podcast. But uh, yeah, people were really amazed at all the things I, I find when I'm out there. But I'm, I'm out there a lot. I call my, you know, like I said, it's I'm like the ambassador of the pond. That's like my ministry out there. So um, yeah, it was kind of cool, though, to see something like that right then and uh, share it with the community. Jonathan McDowell, at, he's at Planet4589 on Twitter. He shared, he says, the Progress MS-20 cargo ship docked with the ISS uh, Zevda module fired its engines uh, on August 25th to raise the ISS orbit by one kilometer in a regular reboost maneuver. So uh, ISS you know, orbit is raised. And I've got a good shot of the, once again, uh, China's Tiangong Space Station as it passed over my area. Um, I put out a little uh, GIF on that, second one. And uh, I, tonight, I, you know, I do share, I've got people, as I talked about last week, share, I share space things with the community also besides, you know, lightning photos and, and different things going around the pond and sunsets and sunrises. I share things about space and I even invited them here to this uh, Space Gab podcast if they'd like to listen to because some people here in our community do enjoy this space stuff a lot and they thank me for, uh, for posting it well today i posted you know the tiangong space station is going to be almost directly ahead uh overhead today uh, this this evening um so uh, i did share that out and one of the meteorologists down in tulsa always shares astronomy photos and a spot the station uh a segment and things like this so i sent it to her i'm not sure if she's tracking uh, the Tiangong Space Station, China's Space Station, CSS. But I sent it to her too, and she thanked me for, uh, you know, she'll, she may, get, maybe she'll stay up tonight and, and, uh, get some photos also as she shares. But I sure will. Yeah, almost directly overhead, my area here. And in Tulsa, I think it's about 81 degrees or so. Ours is like 84 degrees. So it's, a, it's almost overhead. But, uh, yeah, very bright tonight too. A magnitude minus 2.2. So if, if all is clear, if the weather is clear, no clouds, it'll be a great pass. And I'll share a, uh, a GIF or some photos on my Twitter feed. Well, from Space News, Astrobotic wins NASA funding for Cube Rover mission. It says here, Astrobotic, a company developing landers and other lunar technologies, has secured NASA funding to fly a small rover on a future mission to test its ability to survive the lunar night. The Pittsburgh-based company announced August 24th that it won NASA funding through the agency's Small Business Innovation Research uh, Program to fly its Cube Rover spacecraft on a future astrobotic lander. The mission will test the ability of a small rover to survive the two-week lunar night. So interesting. There's much more on this article. Um, if you'd like to read it. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. A small rover uh, to survive, uh, you know, that long in on a lunar, uh, uh, you know, 
the version of the Lunar Night. So um, I would imagine uh, this thing is going to have to be pretty robust. So this will be a, an interesting story to follow up with, and I sure will. Once again, CNSA Watcher tweets out China's 34th launch in 2022. Uh, on August 24th, a, a, uh, let's see, a land resource remote sensing satellite was successfully launched by a CZ-2D rocket. Uh, it is also the 434th launch of Long March rocket family. So number 34 for China. As we talked about, their space program is just keeps on a ticking. Well, UFO Twitter, hashtag UFO Twitter, has been pretty heated. Uh, and I talked about it a little bit last week, but now it's even more heated, I guess. Um, what is it? The, the LiberationTimes.com came out and they said the Pentagon spokesperson has told Liberation Times that Lou Elizondo, former director of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, AATIP, AATIP is advising the U.S. Space Force on classified topics. Oh my gosh. Oh, UFO Twitter went crazy once again. And uh, this article is there on the Twitter feed, a link to it. But um, there's all kinds of speculation going on. People, you know, wondering what the heck, you know, he did he was he really telling the truth? A lot of people don't didn't believe him. And a lot of people do believe him. And a lot of people don't really care. And a lot of people just are interested in the, the drama going on on the UFO Twitter. But, you know, this is, I mean, I'm not even sure, you know, I, I've got to step back. I'm not into this kind of stuff as much anymore. Um, you know, I did, like I said, I did uh, get into UFOs for a while in the past and pretty, you know, pretty dedicated into them. And, and um, my podcast was featured in a UFO uh, movie. Uh, you know, Cosmos, that, it was in the opening scene, and that was a really cool movie. And um, uh, and I've talked about this in the past, and on, on my, uh, you know, spacegabpodcast.com, there's some links to the co- uh, Cosmos movie and things like that. So if you haven't seen that movie, you, re- you really should go see it or, or, you know, order it online or, or, you know, get the DVD. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, and it's really cool. And, and as this UFO stuff is heating up again, the UAP UFO contact uh, was a good movie, but this one, I, as I uh, talked about, is kind of like contact uh, in the new generation here. This is Cosmos is the name of the movie. Really good movie, and it has to do with UFO, has to do with disclosure, has to do with contact. You know, scientists, research, all kinds of cool stuff. Anything that is cool in the UFO realm, Cosmos has it. Trust me. So if you haven't seen it. I would would you know suggest check it out Cosmos the movie Cosmos it was made in 2019 or it was released in 2019 as I said I was contacted by them back in 2013 uh, when they asked me if I could, could include one of my uh, podcasts the Space Gab podcast in the movie and I had no clue that they were going to have it featured in the opening scene <laughs> man I was tickled every color you could imagine but uh, yeah, so UFO Twitter is once again heating up. So you're going to have to, you know, take this and read read all the different articles that are coming out. And I know the Black Vault set out. It says 
let's dance, you know, and they're going to be sending some more FOIA requests um, on this this topic and uh, see what happens. But I I actually answered their um, their their they they actually put a on their tweet on the Black Bolt. He had a uh, a big patch, the uh, United States Space Force Department of the Air Force patch on there, and it just said, "Alrighty, let's dance." Hashtag FOIA. And uh, I did, you know, put down something there, uh, response back, and something about, um, well, you know, <laughs> we had a, we were able to keep secrets pretty well, um, and and I wasn't, well, I wasn't in Space Force because it wasn't wasn't called Space Force back then, but I actually uh, put a um, graphic of a bunch of the patches that I. You know the the people I had supported uh, in Space Command and the different uh, launch uh, you know systems and the the space wings and the whole bit, but uh, you know I just I just threw it out there and uh, just said oh that says here good luck we knew how to keep secrets then I have a little wink emoji there and then a, a a graphic of all the my patches not only the one but a bunch of them of the systems that I supported directly. So, you know, and me shaking hands with an officer, getting uh, one of the uh, numerous awards that I got when I was in DOD, uh, supporting um, the, these different systems. But, yeah, it's like I said, he, he's going to put in four-year four requests about this. And and like he says, let's dance. And there's going to be some more dancing going on. You're going to see UFO Twitter uh, reading all these different articles that are coming out, Lou Elizondo and... Um, I don't think they're ever going to, well, they're never going to tell them what exactly what, you know, what, if it's secret, like they're saying it is, they're not going to come out and tell them. There'll be a lot of redacted stuff that they get, of course, uh, just like they like to do there. You know, there's black uh, markers aplenty in the government. <laughs> uh, trust me. And I know our one of our local stations actually had a story about uh one, some students at uh, a Tulsa Elementary School, they were able to send up questions to one of the astronauts at the International Space Station, and that astronaut answered the questions. It really, really done well, and the station um, did uh, support and provide a link to that uh, segment of you know the question the kids are asking the questions and the astronaut was answering those questions. And I do have a link on the Twitter feed. But yeah, it was kind of cool to see a. A, a local story about the International Space Station uh, involved with the, with the kids in the elementary school from the different grades, you know, asking some really nice questions, really good questions, uh, space-related questions. So that was really a pleasant uh, thing to see. Space News put out another article. Industry has to face reality that commercial satellites will be targets in war. Real good article. Um, it's a, basically a down a white paper that they put out um, and yeah, they're they're right. I mean, it, it hits it hits you know it makes makes a point because when there's stuff going on, um, like it's it's talking about the different wars and things like this and how commercial satellites are you know being uh, included as part of that those conflicts. And when that happens, you know it's 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 going to be a target. But a very good article, and I do have a link uh, to it, and it's very very well done. And um, I suggest reading it. Uh, it's very interesting. Once again, CNSA Watcher has shared a nice video of uh, a camera crane. Uh, it's in space, and it's video shot by the robotic arm 
at the Tiangong uh, Space Station, CSS. And they have a full video there at YouTube. Uh, this one just, you can go check it out. But yeah, it's really cool. Um, some nice uh, HD uh, video of, you know, shot at, uh, with a camera on the crane that's attached to uh, the CSS. But uh, I've got the link on the Twitter feed. And with one week to go, and this was done on the August 23rd, NASA engineers met at the Kennedy Space Center, reviewed flight preparations, and cleared the agency's huge space launch system rocket for blastoff next Monday on a test flight heralding an American-led return to the moon. That was uh, Space Flight Now that tweeted that out. And that was on the 23rd. So, yeah. So, all is go. They gave him a thumbs up for launch. Uh, Monday. Monday will be the first day that the launch window opens. And hopefully that will happen. I'll tell you what. This launch is going to be watched by so many people. Because it's, it's you know, um, it's, it's one of the things, you know, it's got to happen. It's got to be successful. You know, if if it's not successful, if this program is not successful, NASA is uh, you know teetering on uh, well, let's see, they're, they'll be on thin ice pretty much. This has got to be a successful program because we don't we don't have much more. We're we're relying on a lot of the commercial uh, flight uh, space programs for pretty much everything. And SLS, I mean, you know, you've got uh, SpaceX with some big rockets in the in the works that they want to go, you know, far, and 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 that's got to be successful too. But this SLS, it has, it's a, I'm going to say it, it's it's a do or die pretty much, do or die, because NASA needs this. This needs to be a successful space launch system rocket and progress it has to happen it has to it has to go well because it's so expensive and um this is like i said it's a do or die so i'm really pulling for them i want this to succeed so very much and i I hope that everybody else does if you're a space enthusiast you've got to be pulling for this program to be successful and i hope it is I really do hope it is. And like we talked last week a little bit about lessons learned. I hope that they've they've learned from lessons to pass. You know, I've heard I hope that they've learned. And what we're gonna see. Monday, Monday, Monday is gonna be blast off day, hopefully. And we will be watching and hoping and this this will be momentous. You know, and it's it. It just, I mean, I know there's a lot of politics and a lot of, you know, they, people want this first and that first. I'm looking at it as for space exploration. I'm not going to get into this, this, you know, politically correct ridiculousness that's going on. You know, we want to be the first this or this. Let's just get this program and, and be successful with it because that's what it's all about, space. Um, it's all about space, you know, and I know they're going to insert a lot of other things, the first this and the first that, and now we're going to have to have this and that and this and that. Please do all the right things and, and make it a successful program. That's all I'm hoping for. Because, you know, like I said, 
I watched, you know, I grew up, I, I got to see, I was even alive <laughs> when Sputnik went up, for goodness sakes. I remember as a little kid looking up and seeing the Sputnik or listening to Sputnik. Um, so I've been through so much of the space program. So many people nowadays, we were talking about this today, me and someone else out there at the pond, how, you know, I was telling him, and he, and he hasn't been through a lot. He's pretty, he's a lot younger than me, than I am. Um, I'm, you know, and, and I've seen so much. I've seen, you know, I said, I go, we were talking about technology. Now I go, Hey, I remember I had a bulletin board that only one person at a time could call in on a Commodore 64 and uh, with a modem and a, a tape drive, you know, and I, and previous to that, I, there was no cell phones when I was growing up. There was nothing like that. I remember the cell phones were giant uh, units in the trunk of a car <laughs> with the, you know, wired in with these majorly, major big thick wires because of the amberage that you had to have going back to this transmitter in the back. And you call another you called a person, an operator, basically, to make a call for you over this phone, a radio phone. It was like a radio phone. It wasn't really a cell phone. It wasn't no towers. But, yeah, I mean, I was back then. I saw so much of the space race, you know, from way back when, way back when. So uh, I'm really excited about this. I hope it's successful. Okay, that's all I'll say about that. Orbital Reef passes NASA review from Space News. A proposed commercial space station has passed a key early NASA review, allowing it to move into the next phase of its design. Blue Origin and Sierra Space, the lead partners on the Orbital Reef station, said August 22nd that the station passed a Systems Definition Review, SDR, with NASA. The review is part of a Commercial Low Earth Orbit Destinations, or CLD, award they received from the agency last December to mature a design of orbital reef. The review conducted between mid-June and mid-July was intended to confirm that the orbital reef concept met various functional and performance requirements. Passing the review allows the companies to further develop the overall design of the space station. So um, we were talking about that last week too, about the three different companies that were, uh, you know, were funded uh, to start some uh, something like this. And uh, Orbital, I guess they're the first ones that that, that passed this uh, review. So um, a couple more companies will be hopefully uh, passing also. But yeah, um, space station stuff. You know, we're, there's so much talk about the space station. Uh, I think uh, yeah, there's even a article I was going to talk to you about about where uh, they're going out to industry and uh, asking, "Hey, we want input on deorbiting this ISS when it's needed." So there's an article on the Twitter feed about that too, um, deorbiting the space station. They're asking for input on that. Um, so yeah, and this one, the space station. So it'll be interesting to see what a space station will look like after the International Space Station is deorbited but um and then we have the uh, axiom space of course we talked about that many times about their space station modules that are going to be attaching to the iss before it's deorbited and when they're going to deorbit the iss those uh, modules will detach from the iss and become a separate station so that'll be another space station besides these three space stations that they're um you know proposing now with these three companies but, uh, yeah, so that'll be kind of interesting. 
um, interesting to, to see what happens with these next companies and the co proposed commercial space stations of the future. Have you seen the latest images of the planet Jupiter uh, that the James Webb Space Telescope have captured? Really cool stuff, I'll tell you. If you haven't, I do have a link on my Twitter feed. Really worth a look-see. Well, that's it. Until next time. Hey, <laughs>